Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie's helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My latest project, tree trimming for our phone lines into the radio show. I mean, any home improvement you need, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and the website is free to use. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Why am I dancing? Why? Because I'm, I'm a dancer, damn it. You are a dancer. I am Rulalenska. No, I'm not. I'm just Rula excited. Rulalenska is not a dancer. <laughs> just, I'm excited because Glenn Kirshner in studio. Yeah. <laughs> oh. For your happy oh, hour needs. Oh, oh, oh. Blue eyes. Okay. And justice is coming, and so is someone else. Well, okay. My point is, <laughs> I we he is he makes it the most understandable yep. for lay people. Yep. And also, he just he gives me a tingle up my leg, just because he's always very happy, clappy about justice coming. Yes, which also makes. Yeah, I won't say it again. <laughs> just wait to hear what justice he has is to coming, say. and so am I. Yeah. Okay, I just I have to. Okay, uh-huh. it's a happy, happy, happy hour because I believe that uh, justice is circling the nipples and is is really coming soon. So enjoy. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform, one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. NetSuite.com slash Miller. NetSuite.com slash Miller. One more time, netsuite.com slash Miller. OMG, I am so excited about our new sponsor, Cook Unity. These are ready-cooked meals. You want to know my first six? Grilled mahi-mahi with oyster mushrooms and steamed rice. <gasps> Vegan rigatoni pesto. Four cheese ravioli with cherry tomatoes and spinach. Hang on. Climate-friendly chickpea and quinoa bowl. Classic salad nishwa. Lemon-baked tilapia. I don't have time to cook. 
These, you just pop them in the microwave, bam, you're done. Go to cookunity.com slash liberal. You will not believe the quality and the, the, the quantity of different uh, choices that you have. Whatever you need, vegan, paleo, pescatarian, gluten-free, whatever you love, they have a delicious dish. Cook Unity is the first chef to you service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your door every week. And it's cheaper than other delivery options. So delicious and no cooking required. I love that on work nights for me. Go to Cook Unity com slash liberal or enter the code liberal before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using the code liberal or going to cookunity.com slash liberal. That's why I'm wearing sunglasses. I can't. I can't look directly at you. <sighs> Hi, Glenn Kirshner in Hello, person. Hello, Steph. Now, I got the tingle going up my leg because I'm here today with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exciting. And my dog has already costed oh, you. Oh, love Colonel Steve. Steve Austin. Love has- Steve. <laughs> Wow. Oh, look how smiling mm. he is. I have already made you coffee, as I do you here in, here in Gilead, Thank here you. in The Handmaid's Tale. I was like, can I get you some coffee? A little breakfast, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Los Angeles. Oh, thrilled to be here. Yeah. So happy to be with y'all. We are so excited. Well, we were just saying, I was literally joking with the neighbor, neighbor Doug. Oh, yeah. I was walking down the street yesterday with my headphones on, and I said, I paused the thing because they were just talking about the IRS audits of Comey and uh, McCabe, and I said, Sorry, I'm just listening to the latest felony that Donald Trump committed since I started this walk on the beginning of the street. Yes. So let's start with the latest thing that may or may not be illegal. What is it? What did somebody do the math? It's one in 82 million. The chances that Jim Kobe and Andrew McCabe also got this kind of IRS audit. Yeah, right? Donald Trump is the gift that keeps on giving. It's felony palooza. Right. And <laughs> yes. I love that people are asking the question. Well, do you think maybe this could be a Trump orchestration <laughs> that the, you know, his two sworn enemies at the FBI yeah. both got, you know, these deep dive audits? Yes, there's a connection there. Yeah. Right. This is not random. Yeah. So and, and I tell you, I'm going to lose my mind if somebody doesn't get locked up soon yeah. for the crimes that we all saw. We saw them commit. Yeah. The J6 committee is now reinforcing with evidence that they committed those crimes. It's time to lock some people up. Yeah. Absolutely. What, Glenn, do you have confidence? So this is Trump's head of the IRS, right? But it's also an IG that's doing this investigation. Do you have confidence that they'll, and again, I know it's just one felony on top of a bunch of other ones, but is there going to be accountability for yeah, something like this? You know, I worked for the federal government for 30 years, and I believe most of the people inside the federal government are good, honest, ethical, hardworking people. My concern is how many lackeys did Donald Trump and company install in federal agencies? We don't know the answer to that question. And I think, you know, Merrick Garland is doing his best, I think, to purge the the Trump loyalists who might still be in there doing Trump's dirty bidding. Other agencies, I think the same is true. But we don't know what we don't know. We don't know how compromised those agencies remain to this day. Do you have confidence in Christopher Wray? I, I, I wish he had done things that seemed obvious that they should have been done, like the 4,500 citizen tips yeah. on Brett Kavanaugh's unsuitability to serve on the bench. Yeah. I, for the life of me, can't understand how the FBI would open a tip line, would invite yeah. citizens to put themselves out there, and provide information about the dirty deeds of Brett Kavanaugh and deliver those tips to the very person who had every incentive to bury them, Donald Trump's White House. And the fact that we've never heard anything more about 
those 4,500 tips. Talk about doing a disservice to the citizens who provided them, and by extension, a disservice to all of us, because now we're having our constitutional rights revoked. What about as it relates to January 6th and the warnings and the run-up to it? I have, I have reason to be concerned, Steph, yeah. because what we know, we, we all knew yeah. there was going to be some kind of attack on the Capitol, right? This was no secret. Yeah. And for the FBI to, it feels like, abdicate its responsibility to protect the Capitol that day, now that was in part a Trump or- orchestration. I firmly believe mm-hmm. that the reason the Capitol was deprived of the forces it needed to repel the attack was because Donald Trump orchestrated that. Yeah. So it's Pat Cipollone Day. Happy Pat Cipollone Day. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking and what are you expecting? And are we going to see this videotape testimony on Tuesday? Oh, brave, brave Pat Cipollone. <laughs> right? I, s- I smell sarcasm. Run away, run away. <laughs> I smell snark. S- look at what it took to get his butt in the chair, as yeah. we call yeah. it, when we finally get a witness to testify. It took a 25-year-old woman, yeah. Cassidy Hutchinson, yeah outing some of Donald Trump's crimes, some of Mark Meadows' crimes, and the sort of complete abdication by Pat Cipollone as White House counsel. When you think about this, what he told Cassidy Hutchinson was, you have to make sure Donald Trump doesn't lead the march on the Capitol. Cassidy, you got that? Now, I think, first of all, it was smart of him to turn to a woman to try to make that happen because she now goes in the hero category Mm -hmm. with Ambassador Yovanovitch, Dr. Fiona Hill, and so many other women who are stepping up and trying to save the democracy. Randomly, I'm going to pick Fonnie Willis and uh, Letitia James. We have uh high hopes, you know. But but the (laughs) fact that the White House counsel would turn to this 25-year-old staffer and say, now look, you need to stop the president from marching on the Capitol. Why? Because if he does, we will be charged with every crime mm-hmm. imaginable. Hey, hey, Pat, how about you step up yeah. and stop the president well, what do you from make marching? Of that, Glenn, what do you make of the fact that he apparently did the right thing in the moment, according to all testimony, but why did he defend Trump during the impeachment? Um, well, why, why is he just now coming forward? Be- I mean, yeah, go yeah, because ahead. Because these, these, these are weak, cowardly, and I have air quotes mm-hmm. up around the word men. These are yeah. weak, cowardly individuals, right? I mean, look at the people who sort of live in Trump's polluted orbit. Not Cipollone and Mark Meadows and Steve Bannon and Roger Stone and Paul Manafort and Rudy Giuliani and John Eastman and Jeffrey Clark. These are no kind of men, yeah. right? And so it's hard to understand why people in the in the upper echelons of government don't have the guts to stand up and do what's right. Now, I agree, Steph. In the moment, according to Cassidy Hutchinson, Cipollone was doing trying to do some of the yeah. right things. But you right. know what he's also been doing for the last 18 months? He's been covering up the crimes of Donald Trump. Yeah. There's actually a law on the books that says if you have knowledge that an offense against the United States has been committed and you fail to report it to the appropriate authorities in a timely manner, that's a little thing we call misprision of a felony. He's been covering up Donald Trump's crimes mm. for at least 18 right. months now. I'm glad he's Johnny come lately to the testimony party. Let's see if he testifies fully, truthfully, and accurately and incriminates Donald Trump the way we know he can. Well, yeah, let's talk about that because there reportedly was some agreement 
under which he talked to them in the first place. But he's going to try privilege probably, right? And I don't. what I don't get is you keep talking to us about is, A, the crime fraud exemption, but also I don't get how, how uh, you know, any kind of privilege would apply here. First of all, he can corroborate what he told Cassidy Hutchinson, right? Yeah. So he can try to claim, he can't claim attorney-client privilege because he's not in an attorney-client relationship he's the, with the president. He was the attorney for the United States. But he can try to claim a half-baked executive privilege, mm-hmm. but not if they're talking about how in the world do we stop Donald Trump from right. committing the crimes he's intending and he has announced he's going to commit. That doesn't enjoy any privilege. Moreover, all these conversations he's having with Cassidy Hutchinson and Mark Meadows and others... They don't enjoy any privilege. Well, so, thank you. I was, I was, I'm sorry, I misspoke. He's not the attorney for the U.S. He's the attorney for the White House. Yeah, the office so of he the owes, presidency. Right, he, he owes the American people the truth here, right? He's not the lawyer for Donald Trump. He's the lawyer for the office. And the good news is, Steph, I don't think he can help but incriminate Donald Trump when he finally raises his right hand, takes an oath, and begins testifying. Yeah. And then, as you suggested, what we're going to see as early as Tuesday, I think at the next public J6 hearing, we're going to start to see clips of his testimony mm-hmm. played. The J6 committee has done a brilliant job yeah. of presenting this to the American people. Yes. Let's talk about the next uh, Republican operatives connected to the plan to put forward alternate fraudulent. Let's just stop yes. calling them alternate electors for Donald Trump are set to turn over information to the Justice Department as soon as I believe today. Right. As criminal investigations examining efforts to overturn the election pick up pace. The DOJ off, uh, issued numerous subpoenas the past few weeks seeking information on all seven battleground states where Trump's campaign convened the false electors. So I think that's by today. So that is a good sign that this is all ramping up, right? You know, there are so many conspiracies at play here, and there is yeah. so much to indict and prosecute that it, it, it's almost too much to get our arms around. But I always say if high government officials are going to commit these kind of crimes mm-hmm. to the detriment of we the people, it's too much not to get our arms around. Nobody said governing would be easy. Nobody said being federal prosecutors at the Department of Justice would be easy. Take it from me. Yeah. I know from the inside, but we have to get our arms around all of this because the fake elector thing, you know, it didn't quite succeed last time, but the Supreme Court has accepted a review of of a case called Moore v. Harper, which is called the Independent State Legislature Doctrine. But if there was truth in advertising, we would call it what it is. It's the fake elector doctrine. And the Supreme Court next term is prepared to give that its thumbs up. So not only are they revoking our constitutional rights, not only have they announced that they're about to revoke more of our constitutional rights, they're also going to give a retroactive thumbs up to Trump's coup. So if we don't start acting, it's hard for me to stay sitting in this chair. If we don't start acting to deal with a compromised Supreme Court, by my recommendation is opening impeachment inquiries right now people will say but that doesn't guarantee the house will draft articles of impeachment and if they do it doesn't guarantee that they'll pass and if they do it doesn't guarantee that the senate will convict at a trial and remove these compromised justices step if we don't start if we don't take the first step on that road yeah then we're then we're just giving our constitutional rights away yeah 
Um, obviously, people talking about Georgia a lot. Um, you retweeted someone that said, Graham's office says he's been informed he is neither a target nor a subject. You said a prosecutor telling you you're neither a target or a subject does not control a witness's ability to plead the fifth. Raffensperger indicated it seemed to him Graham was suggesting he should toss legally cast votes. Feels kind of self-incriminating-ish. Uh, Lindsay's scared. What is your take on all that? And what again, he, this is not an official senatorial act. It was a political act. So once again, how can he defy the subpoena? Let's start with that. First of all, he can't legally defy the subpoena. When you saw that press release, you know, oh, it's a witch hunt and separation of powers. He's like just using catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah. There's no substance to any of it. I use the analogy that if Lindsey Graham was in Atlanta and he saw Donald Trump yeah. shoot somebody not on Fifth Avenue but on Peachtree right. Street, mm-hmm. right. he could be subpoenaed by the Georgia state prosecutors and forced to testify about the crimes of Donald Trump without separation of powers issues. The same holds true here. He knows about election crimes of Donald Trump. He's been subpoenaed to testify about them, and he's scared to death to testify. Here's why. The prosecutors can say, Lindsay, you're just a witness. We're not looking to indict you, but you have Brad Raffensperger saying, I interpreted a call from Lindsey Graham as asking me to toss out lawfully cast ballots. That is solicitation to commit election fraud under the Georgia state laws. That's why Lindsey, in the back of his mind, knows he has a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. So even if Fawny Willis, out of the goodness of her heart, said, look, we got bigger criminal fish to fry, Lindsey. We're not looking to jam you up, which is why she said you're not a target or a subject. You're just a witness. But he still has a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, even if he's not a target or a subject, if his truthful testimony would incriminate him. And based on what Brad Raffensperger said, it would. So he is scared to yeah, death yeah. Obviously. To, to testify. Look, first of all, how is your coffee? Coffee's perfect, Steph. <laughs> perfect. That's the main thing I'm excited about. Yes, all right. Uh, it's, uh, listen, the phone number is 323-410-0458. I get it. It's like Daddy went out for cigarettes like 17 years ago and just got home. Everybody calm down. <laughs> I will try to get you in for your question <laughs> for Glenn. <laughs> we all have things to talk to Daddy about. Just calm down, everybody. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, Highland Park Shooter's father. Uh, We have Glenn Kirshner live in studio because... A lot of people dying to ask you this question. You know, he's uh, the police saying, of course, he could be held criminally liable. He's saying he's not afraid of being held criminally liable. I'm reading the thing he signed, Glenn. 
Uh, it is. It says issues of. Um, hang on one second. Uh, sorry. Oh, the, what he signed is he agreed to be quote liable for any damages resulting from the minor applicants' use of firearms or firearm ammunition. Isn't that pretty straightforward? Yeah, I'm. I'm glad he's not afraid of being held criminally liable. We're not afraid to hold him no. criminally liable, and it should be done because again, if we don't if we don't fight this on all fronts, mm-hmm. yeah. well, then we're just allowing the death of more of our friends and yeah. loved ones. And again, I'm not here to beat up on the current administration, but I, if I were president, which would never happen because I can't Damn. run for office, I would sign executive orders with my right hand all day, every day until it fell off. And then I would sign executive orders with my left hand. Think about what Donald Trump did when he first came to office. Mm-hmm. Within, I think, a, a week of being um, sworn in, he was signing a Muslim ban that was banning human yeah. beings yeah. from our country. He was banning human beings. And what happened? It was struck down. So what did he do? Did he give up? No. He and his dirty, ugly, hateful group of lawyers mm-hmm. went back, retooled, signed another one, and that one was upheld. He banned human beings from our yeah. country. We should be, the, the president should be signing executive orders flooding the zone with good the way Donald Trump flooded the zone with bad. And then, Steph, we go into court and we fight for those executive orders. And one of two things will happen. The courts will either uphold them all for the good because now we've won and we've protected people or the courts will strike them down. And then we go back. We retool. We do it again based on what we learned from the court opinion. We get it right and we do good for people. I don't understand why we're not going scorched earth flooding the zone with good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, I'm a by any means necessary, you know, yes and kind of person. Like, yes, voting is the number one way to get real gun legislation to codify Roe on and on. But I think you're right. We have to. We are fighting a threat we've never fought in America, and it is encroaching fascism, and we have to fight it however we can. Let me just ask you legally on this, because we were talking about the prosecution of the Crumbleys in Michigan. Remember this last, Ethan, mm-hmm. the last shooter he was 15 at the time cremo is 21 under michigan law an involuntary manslaughter charge can be pursued when someone's negligent act or omission results in the death of another but illinois requires a showing of recklessness to obtain an involuntary manslaughter uh, conviction that means prosecutors there have a higher standard than what was used to charge the parents in michigan particularly because the parents of an adult don't have the same legal duties as that of a minor so but then you have the thing that he signed to get his gun his underage son a gun despite threats to kill the whole family, kill himself, police incidents, on and on, the, right? The thing he signed said, um, acts he commits while a minor. Is that, what it, is that what it said? Well, you would ask for the thing I threw I'm in the sorry. garbage. Thank you very <laughs> I much. Mean, I, I think uh, that it might... says, uh, the, under an affidavit Cremo's father signed, he agreed to, quote, be liable for any damages resulting from the minor applicant's use of firearms or firearms. So damage. since he was 21 when this happened, does that negate the minor part of that? Hang on, let me see if I can find... Oh, Glenn, hi! Do you know? Yeah. First of all, lawyers are the worst. (laughs) I can't... That's self-loathing, maybe. I just... But but here's the thing, Chris. Uh It's an excellent point, because to answer that legal question, Mm -hmm. you know what we have to do? What? We have to bring a charge. Oh, okay. And we have to let the courts decide. We are so determined, as lawyers Mm -hmm. and as prosecutors, to self-edit. Like when people say, well... I don't know if we can prove Trump's criminal intent. Well, first of all, yes, we can. 
I've heard that, but yes, we can. Yes. Yeah. Let's maybe we co-opt that, <laughs> and we apply that to whether we should charge Donald Trump. Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. But really, the only way to definitively figure it out is present it in court and let a judge decide. Yeah. And let a jury decide because we can, you know, engage in legal navel gazing all day, every day about is this enough? Can we prove that? The only way you know is if you take the legal maiden voyage. And does it sound like recklessness for the father of this mass murderer to have done what he did Mm -hmm. and enabled his son to do what he did? It sounds like recklessness to me. But the only way we know is if we bring a charge and we litigate it. And there's no shame in losing a difficult uh, case. But there's nothing but shame in declining to bring a case for fear of losing. Let's go back. Why can't you run for president? Was it that <laughs> was that thing that happened with the guy in Reno? I, mean, I, I don't think I can I can be a fundraiser. I'll tell you what, Steph. If we go to publicly financed campaigns, my hat is already oh, okay. in the ring. All right, and I just say that guy in Reno had it coming. Just if I if I need to testify for Glenn, I'm just kidding. It's a little <laughs> joke. <laughs> Steve in uh, where is Steve? Half Moon Bay, California. You're on with Glenn. Hey, Steve. Um, let's discuss the Dixon memo. What's Attorney General Glenn Kirshner going to do to end the Dixon memo and unconstitutional taking of power by DOJ? Thanks, guys. Oh, All right. I guess I'll take, take his, his answer Okay, off Steve, which, which, what memo? Is it the one you can't Dixon. prosecute a sitting president or which? I think so, Okay. Yes. So, oh, yeah. Nick, did he mean Nixon memo? or Dick? No. I don't know what he meant. Go ahead. The OLC memo, that's what I thought. Okay, okay so first of all, that is a horrific opinion. Um, that you can't prosecute a sitting criminal president. That, you know, I've always said that we don't become a banana republic by prosecuting criminal politicians. We become a banana republic by refusing to prosecute criminal politicians. Because I contend you can draw a straight line from Nixon getting away with his crimes, receiving a proactive blanket pardon from Gerald Ford, a straight line to what Donald Trump knew he could get away with. And he's still getting away with it. And by the way, 60% almost want Trump prosecuted already before we've even get, reached the end of the, of the uh, you know, January 6th and, televised and me, hearings. And let me just say, watching, uh, uh, what is it, the, what I love, Gaslit, yes. uh, the series, I just finished watching. The reason Ford lost is that he pardoned Nixon. Yeah. Like, they wanted justice then. But we want, largely, we want Americans want justice now yeah. for and Donald let, Trump. Let me go on record as saying Donald Trump will be prosecuted. I happen to believe... I happen to believe he will be prosecuted both in state court and in federal court. Um, and, and so the, the OLC memo has nothing to do with whether you can prosecute a former criminal president, only yeah. a current criminal president. So that will fall by the wayside. But there are so many what I call quaint little norms and traditions mm-hmm. yeah. that govern the Department of Justice, like the election holiday. We have a policy at the Department of Justice that says we should try to take no overt law enforcement act within 60 days of an election because it could be perceived as partisan. It could interfere in the election. Now, let's set James Comey aside. I was just going to say, I don't care about his IRS audit just for what he did in 2016. He he screwed the pooch (laughs) is what he he did. 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 But but that's a quaint little Norman tradition. But right now, Steph, we have insurrectionists in Congress running for re-election. We want to give them a 60-day election holiday so they can more firmly entrench themselves in Congress 
and continue to destroy our democracy from within? I don't think so. Trump is so transparent and ham-handed. Of course, he's already leaking that he's going to declare for president early. I mean, because he thinks that will stop Merrick Garland politically from being able to prosecute him. Uh, A, will it? No, everybody should know. (laughs) Declaring... He's not president. No. Declaring that you're a candidate... Oh, but he thinks it'll make it look more political if Merrick Garland prosecutes him. The, the, The people who are unmoved by facts... Right. are going to buy into any claim yeah. Donald Trump makes. He really, he can only fool the gullible, let's right. face it. Right. Right. But no, declaring that you're a candidate does not prohibit the Department of Justice from prosecuting you. Right. Nancy in L.A., you are on with Glenn. Hello, I need help. Uh-oh, okay. Okay, go ahead, Nancy, welcome. Hello, Nancy in L.A., go ahead. Can you hear me? Yep, yes. go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hi to all of you, Stephanie, Chris, Jody, and Glenn. And Glenn, I love your Justice Matters videos. I watch them all the time. And I don't know why you don't have your own show on MSNBC. Oh, that's uh, a dandy I'll, idea. I'll, yes, it is. Uh, but I have a question for Glenn. Glenn, I don't understand what the consequences are for people who get subpoenaed, and then they either don't comply or they comply and plead the fifth. I mean, do they ever get punished in any way? Great question, Nancy. Is it so? Um, pleading yes. the fifth, a lot of people mock it. Donald Trump mocks it. He says only mobsters plead the fifth. I embrace it. Why do I embrace it? Because it's one of our constitutional rights. Yeah. If we didn't have a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, the police could arrest people, decline to Mirandize them, and then beat a confession out of them. So I embrace and I welcome the Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. However, once you invoke it, like Roger Stone did and Mike Flynn and John Eastman in front of the January 6th committee, we the people get to make some decisions based on you pleading the fifth. Like, that means you committed crimes. And your truthful testimony would incriminate you. So in the court of public opinion, and frankly in civil cases, when people plead the fifth, we can use it against them. But in a criminal case... You can't, you can't tell a jury, hey, this person on trial over here invoked their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't that make you think they're guilty? That would be weaponizing a constitutional right in criminal court. We're not allowed to do that. So I embrace people, people's right to plead the Fifth, but it does tell us something. And even as an extension of that, when people ask for pardons, well, that's an announcement that I committed a crime, yeah. I want to get away with it, And the only way I can is if a corrupt president will pardon me. So, listen, I think we're going to get some blockbuster stuff from the J6 committee in the coming weeks. And I think it's going to continue to move the needle not only of public opinion, but inside the Department of Justice. And eventually we're going to see indictments. I just, I'm sorry, I can't stop the I, choir. They're too no. excited. I think they are too pl- excited. They came in in person. Now that Glenn Kirshner is here, didn't you, you choir? I think you flooded okay, the basement. Stop it. I did. I did flood the basement. (laughs) (laughs) This is a little euphemism. The kids are calling it. Uh, (laughs) Did you ever think in uh, your, I don't know, not just a prosecutor, as an American, you would hear a general in the United States Army, like Michael Flynn, take the fifth when asked, do you believe in the peaceful transfer of power in the United States of America? Why is that guy not called up and court-martialed, number one? Thank you, Steph. I took the same military oath as General Flynn. I was an Army JAG back in the 80s, prosecuting court-martial cases. Even hotter. And I'll tell you, when I saw Mike Flynn do that, um, 
I thought, you know, why in the world is the Army not reactivating him, returning him to active duty, and court-martialing him? The only good answer I have to that question is because DOD, the Department of Defense, is coordinating with DOJ, the Department of Justice, and civilian criminal charges will be brought against Mike Flynn, I hope. That's the only satisfactory answer to the question, why isn't he being court-martialed? Okay, okay. There are only a few good men, by the way, that could make me come to the other side of heterosexuality, and you certainly are one of them. Hey, you know what? Donald Trump ordered the code red on the IRS thing as well, as well as the January 6th code red. You ordered the code red. Don't you think? I did the job. Did you order the code red? damn right I did! You can't handle the truth. He said he said he was former Jack, and I just went, ow. Okay. (laughs) Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Kirshner's Yeah, the lovely and talented Mrs. Kirshner is sitting right here. She can't reach me. She's many feet away. (laughs) (laughs) She's cheerleading me back there. She's... She knows he's hot, I am not a piece of meat. (laughs) Glenn's like, I'm right here. Well, I kind of am, but still, that's not the point. My eyes are up here, ladies. (laughs) 47 minutes. 47 minutes. So inappropriate. She's feet away from me. She can't reach me. <laughs> 48 minutes after the hour, this portion of the show brought to you by Jen Yussel. Yeah. Listen, my, a girl can dream. Uh-huh. You don't know what's going to happen. Well. Uh, never mind. My, I'll t- we'll tell the Martha Stewart story in a second. But okay. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> um, Jen Yussel, what keeps me ready. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a single Glenn Kirshner. Maybe there's a female Glenn Kirshner, and I need to be ready. A female jag. Right. Yes. Wow. There you go. Right? Demi Moore. Uh huh. Right? Cute little cap. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got under eye wrinkles. There you what's, go. What's up with that? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.